Well, guys, looks like they finally did it. We have a new number one in the popularity poll coming up. Bakugo is dead, which means that we're not going to have the true number one up front, which is going to be Mineta. Right, Dylan? That's who's going to okay. replace Bakugo now that he's dead? Well, well, first of all, if a character dies, they don't get removed from the popularity poll. You can still vote for them. There's no rules against that. <laughs> that, that is true. And no... Obviously, that was just leading it off. I mean, obviously, this was a very big episode. A lot of emotional moments. And I'm leading off with making fun of a character's death. A lot of people love that. It's obviously not where we're going to go with this. But it is very scary. And we have no idea what's going to happen here. Obviously, Bakugo did take a bad damage. But we'll talk about a lot of that as the episode goes on. Because this is the Class 1A podcast where each and every week we dive into everything in the latest episode of the My Hero Academia anime. This time going through Season 6, Episode 9. My name is Andrew, and I have Dylan and James with me to break down everything that happened. Guys, how are we feeling? Are we still feeling the heat of Season 6, or is it only getting hotter? It's it's getting hotter? Maybe it's uh, getting uh, better. <laughs> I, I don't know what the analogy is. It's better. I don't it's either. good. It's great. Uh, this episode was weird because it was both a lot of action, but also a lot of setup at the same time. Um, so very interesting, but it's uh, so hype. A lot of like emotion too. Like I want to like I like I feel like the amount of um, hype that's been really behind every episode, or like that feeling of despair in every episode, has now now we just like shifted the emotion to the same level, and now you're just like like I was getting choked up. Like it was a, it was a big sad boy episode, man. Like so, I think we're staying consistent. Is just the the emotion for the episode has changed. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it's the first time I think pretty much all season reviews of flashback which is actually really impressive because I feel like normal seasons, there's a flashback like three times an episode, but this one actually went back and it was a really impactful one. So we'll talk about that here in a second. But I want to go through a very quick recap. I'll kind of break down both sides of what was happening in this episode and we'll start talking about some of the bigger points here. But pretty much first off, let's start on the Class 1A side, kind of the Villa side, which pretty much just leaves with Machia is still on the loose and he is like on track to destroy like 18 different cities. They list off at the beginning of the episode. He is clearly not stopping, and it does not appear that Class 1A is able to do anything. They were saved last second by a group of heroes that kind of sent them off to a distance, pretty much saying that the only reason they're alive is that Machia didn't even see them as a threat, which is kind of a big slap to the face. But that is clearly still kind of going on, but not too much happening this episode. Back on the real side of the episode, we see a whole bunch of stuff happening, pretty much entirely between Deku and Shigaraki. Um, Aizawa does cut off his own leg there kind of survive it and Shigaraki almost gets to him but Deku just starts going almost on a rage kind of just blasting into him destroying both of his arms in the process we see that Shigaraki's body isn't fully able to handle everything that he's starting to realize that it hasn't been the full four months and that he's able to take more damage and he's able to regenerate at the current time so Deku's taking advantage of that with Black Whip with his original just destroy smash powers and we do see his third quirk finally introduced which is Float Nanashimura's quirk, which is the quirk of the seventh, I believe. And we even get a flashback seeing of him working with Bakugo, Uraraka, Froppy, and oh, help me out here. What's Tate Boy's name? Cellophane. Cellophane. No, no, no. Always no, no. hero name because none of us remember his Sarah. actual name. Sarah. Sarah. Thank yeah, you yeah. very much. I remember. Um, kind of in a training exercise where we do get to see the famous broccoli afro hair. Um, and pretty much the rest of the fight just goes on with Deku just trying to beat the shit out of him. I'm kind of losing it all. When suddenly, um, with the help of Endeavor, Bakugo, and Todoroki, it looks like Shigaraki's about to die, but it appears all for one takes over his body. It's just a shell, a corpse of a man. 
starts shooting out spikes. Looks like he puts several through Endeavor and then shoots a handful at Deku. And at the very last moment, we see a kind of callback to Deku's original ep- moment in the episode one before my body moved before I thought. And he jumps in front of Deku, taking four or five of these giant spikes straight through the body and falls in that moment with the episode ending there. So obviously, we want to talk a lot about the Shigaraki, the Bakugo stuff. That's where a lot of this episode was. So I want to get the Machia part out of the way first. What do we think is going to happen here? Do we really think he's going to get to the main battlefield and just completely end this for the heroes? Do we think something else is going to happen? It feels like they're called that out very big for a specific reason here. Yeah, I think something has to happen, right? Because they called out like 15 different cities. And so we have two different paths here. We have one, either something happens of where they stop him, or two, 15 cities get destroyed. Yeah. So like that's that's like uh I don't know, it puts us in like weird like post-apocalypse times, basically, if that many cities get destroyed, that's so many people. So like something has to happen, right? Also, like the naming scheme of Japan and my hero, um, it like why is everything just a city? Like why is everything something city? I don't know. I like that. That bothered me. I was just like, because they're cities. Yeah, I get that. I get that. But you don't say like you don't say Detroit City. You don't say Halifax City. You don't see say Victoria City. You know what I mean? Like it's. It, it, I I, I want to talk to whoever planned this, but yeah, it is very much that like okay you're just it's a massive cliffhanger you don't know where it's gonna go and you do feel that like overwhelming dread of like we tried we failed now what sort of thing right yeah because we kind of saw it looks like pretty much more or less the villa side is lost to the heroes at this point i mean machia didn't go out of his way to destroy everyone but we saw like for a quick moment that the like medical camp is taken out we saw a group of heroes defending class 1a taking out presumably midnight's unknown at this point so i I think that side's kind of lost so i mean there's a handful of things all might could use his last little moment here to try to stop him um i mean we've seen him we haven't seen him go big for him in a while maybe save a bunch of energy um there could just be a delayed effect I, i just don't know who else could come in at this point and stop him i mean if it's not someone at the other side there's literally no one else in Japan that would make sense for them to come in and stop Machi at this point, besides all. Well, I was going to say, it would be an entirely new, in, unintroduced character because really the only known hero that has like gigantification or like super strength um, was like Mount Lady and like All Might. And that's really all you can suspect. Like, I mean, unless there is somebody who's really good at like manipulating landscape and stuff like that to really stop this. But I don't know. The guy's basically a moving mountain, anyways. So. Yeah, maybe we have something with the other teachers because we have some teachers that are a little bit underutilized. Like I know, Cement Cementos was there. Yeah, he got the crap kicked out of him though. Like it was Cementos uh, is hurting. Yeah, but like uh, power loader. Um, <laughs> the like, support course comes in to save the day. Like oh, it I mean, have it to be, be yeah. riding yeah, in on like a it, rocket. Well, just uh, like really, just to kind of build on what uh, what Momo tried, like the previous the previous attempt, right? Like a lot of like like manipulation and like um, you know like restraining and stuff like that. Like obviously, she used what like little quirk she had there, but I mean, it is a support course. Maybe I could I could see it. Yeah, they I think it has like to a be... really big trap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just an entire city is a trap. Like it's just been a city for like fifteen years in the waiting. May was born and just came up with this idea. Um... So, obviously, I think something has to come out of this. I think looking into it too much is there, but 
I, it feels weird. I feel like if, if the poison or whatever's going to work, to have like, oh, you destroyed a city and then like passes out in the middle of the, like the first city you get to like. I feel like they would have done that this episode, so I feel like something else has to come in. So who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll yeah. finally mm-hmm. see outside heroes. I mean, Koichi, someone that uh, we've loved from the other series, something kind of Bring like him that. Bring him in. Bring him in. Dude. It could be something like that at this point. So I think we'll leave that go for now and move on to the other side because there's so much happening there. But I think in the next episode or two, that has to be wrapped up. Um, because Deku's already pretty much destroyed, so um, it wouldn't make much sense for Machi to show up after Deku's dead. So let's move over to the other side, and I'll let you guys go with whatever you want to first. I mean, Deku's rage moment, Deku's new quirk, the Bakugo growth in moment, whatever you guys want to talk with. Uh, James, why don't you take away whatever one you like the most? Yeah, so I'm going to steal Dylan's thunder, because him and I both are like very much Bakugo enjoyers, so I'm, I'm going to take the side of Bakugo and really talk about um, one and them really properly utilizing flashback in this episode. Like, I mean, we have chirped my hero time and time again of them just drilling flashbacks into our head that are either irrelevant or it's like in the same episode. It's not good. This is a completely isolated incident that happened before, but we've never seen before. And you really see how much Bakugo either both grows as a person. He's not just a bully anymore. And he recognizes what kind of person Deku is and knows how like this is what he has to do to make that like make Deku better and make sure that he's just like I mean as somebody who's so selfless he needs to make sure that he's prepared and I think that whole conversation with All Might is so it's so critical to really building out this character who's already been built out before we 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 praise him all the time but like this is just another layer and it's phenomenal how they're doing it I'm so and then we and then we get his moment. Then we get his moment at the end, which we'll, you know, we'll, we'll touch back on a little later. But it's just like this whole thing, this whole thing. And then the parallel with Deku later, with him not, him just moving without thinking. It's, oh my God, man. Like it, it, it was, it was right in the heartstrings real bad. Yeah. And what's good about it is it, it, it's not like it came out of nowhere either. We've been no. constantly building on this every single season of like, there's a layer to this and a layer and a layer. And he keeps adding to it, like as we're going throughout the series. And I don't know, it feels really good to see this storyline of Baka go some, go someplace. Yeah. It's Is not this a just good him. place for it to end though. If he died here, if this was his final moment that he went that full circle from hating Deku from being that guy to coming around and now sacrificing himself to with the same reaction would that be a good story arc if it ended right here? We don't know he was dead. They didn't show him dead. They'd make a very big deal out of it. But the name was Bakugo, uh, Bakugo Rising or whatever like that, which probably means next episode will be Bakugo something. So I don't know if that's his final episode. Like, what do we think about his arc if it ended here? No, I, I like I don't I don't think I don't think it will just because of like you know it's it's uh, it's shown in right like it's not it's not, I don't think it's going to happen but like I don't think this would be the worst spot to leave it off if you do have like one moment of the, the two of them talking and then him kind of fading out I don't think it would be the worst I just don't think it happens here Yeah I mean it it's nice to see his growth, but this isn't like character ending growth, I think. Yeah. It's like, the, the, okay, at the, at the end of the day, he bullied a kid, right? It's not like he's <laughs> redeeming himself because he's like the ultimate villain. He just bullied Deku and like it's good growth as a kid, but like worth, get, you know, sacrificing yourself for? Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. He did tell him to kill himself. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Uh, who, who amongst us? Who amongst us? <laughs> Oh, Jesus. But I mean, uh, oh my God. 
Um, at, at this point, though, like we don't know how much of the story is really completely left. Is the one thing I think about. Like, if the story is going to be wrapped up shortly, like we we this could be the final fight from all we know. Like, um, obviously we know the rest of the season goes on. We know there's 26 more episodes, so it's unlikely that this is the last fight. But like, if we are coming to wrap up the story this season, next season, like. A death now for Bakugo would make sense story-wise. I agree, character growth-wise, it's not the best time yet. But if we're thinking there's only 30 episodes left of My Hero Total, now would be a good time for Deku to kind of change because we already saw his emotional kind of well-being change drastically this episode for the first time ever, of that being a tilting point for him. Wouldn't be a bad time. I I mean, I think, I think if we didn't know that the manga is currently ongoing... Then yes, then yeah, we can definitely do that because like here, here's the two situations. Either one, we're in the current time. Bakugo doesn't have to be alive for the current manga to be going on. No, but like if if the current manga is going on and he dies, I don't know. I I think yeah. that's just not having him around for a really long time. I I, I don't know. know. It definitely would. I don't think it would feel good. That's the hard part also, between anime and like kind of meta game of like knowing that the manga is going on despite yeah. what's happening in it. It just you know what's going on for a shit ton. Like this came on the manga like what three years ago now. So uh, yeah, it's, it's yeah. kind of hard with that meta part. But, yeah, but but I mean, even regardless, like if you're going through and binging this after all of it's done, you would still know there's going to be more seasons too. So yeah, very true. But okay, so obviously we, we don't think he's dead kind of yet there. But I mean, is there any last things we want to kind of talk about on that moment, on the the full circle kind of moment, or just that we love the callback? Um, it's very cool to kind of see the growth. Like I don't have much to add there, but is there anything else you guys want to talk about? Bakugo's big moment and kind of that growth here. He's the best. He is the best. He never loses. He's the best. He's the goat. Mm-hmm. The goat. I think that's a great place to end it and move on to, you know, the actual main character of the series, um, who had some pretty big emotional and character growth in this episode. I mean, I think we can start with kind of float and then move into kind of the the rage moment we kind of had here. Um, but we finally had a third quirk. Um, we're what nine episodes into this season. Um, we thought that there's going to be one or two new quirks this season. The first one is Shimura's, which I think is very cool for a handful of reasons. Obviously, being the relation to Shigaraki, and the first time we see it is in the battle against Shigaraki. Um, and two, it's just a, such a sick utility one. It's more and more like Superman. You knew that Horikoshi wanted, nope, we want him to be full Superman, so let's make him be able to fly. So I feel like Float is kind of needed. I don't know if I like it. So like I, I, I know it's needed because it makes Deku kind of like a a stronger hero who can just like stay in the air. And I know that's important, but I know I kind of wanted something hype. I know we just got something hype with Black Whip, but like I kind of wanted a hype quirk, you know? It's, yeah, I'm so conflicted on this quirk because it's so, like, it like it makes sense. It makes so much sense for him just to kind of add to everything he has. But like, shit, man, is it weak? Like, it's, it's, it's like, it's weak kind of by itself. It like, it makes me wonder, like, how strong of a hero was Shimura, like, with just this quirk alone? I guess, like, you know, like, it's 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 kind of, it's a little lackluster, but oh, holy shit, does it work so well with everything else he's got going on, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I, I wonder, though, like, so Deku's whole thing uh, about uh, all for, or one for all, is, like, you're able to stockpile things, so it's able to make uh, quirks that were bad a lot stronger so black whip it was like kind of like a mid quirk but obviously with deku being able to stock uh pile of the energy within black whip makes it way stronger is there a spin they can do on float to make it good because like what i was thinking is depending on how the mechanisms of float works 
maybe this is how he just like flies normally. Like maybe his stockpile version of whatever the float is is able just to propel him and just make him fly. Like that's the that's his version of it. I have full faith in Horikoshi, but I think there's been multiple times that he's made it too. He wanted to add earlier. He wanted things to go kind of differently. I think this was his way of coming up with a way to nerf Shigaraki. I mean, this is the perfect quirk to stop Shigaraki. I mean, if Shigaraki touches the ground, he destroys everything. With Baku, Deku's old skill set, he would not even stand a chance against him remotely. So now with him powered up, they had to find a way to put him back in level playing ground. Because if you do Black Whip and then give him like Bakugo's quirk, like, oh great, he can kind of stay in the air and move around, but he'll still have to touch buildings. Like there's still so many ways of where Shigaraki just wins. So I agree, maybe it would be cool if they can give it a kind of a fun way. But I literally think they had to do it because that was half the point of the episode. We can't let Shigaraki touch the ground or we all die. I mean, so how do you stop that? Well, Black Whip wasn't yeah. enough for that. So um, I think it's kind of a mix of uh, Horikoshi trying to think of like, how do I make this an equal fight without making Shigaraki weaker? And that's by giving Deku the perfect counter in terms of usability without making him much stronger. If that makes sense. That's how I do you feel. Yeah, I was going to say, do you feel like he kind of wrote himself into a corner, like, initially, and then, like, once he kind of realized what was going on, it was like, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, you know, sidetrack this real quick, like? I mean, I, I, I don't know, but I mean, I think anything that goes on for this long, I think you just always imagine things going one way early on, you change it mid-story, and you have to kind of make it work. Yeah. I mean, I think he could have everything planned out, but he likes one thing more, or a character does better than he likes, or he likes the character more than he wants, so... He introduces him more, and I think that can change kind of everything. So I wouldn't so, say he wrote him into a corner, but things. So something I kind of noticed is in, during the training session, right? You have um, Zero there because of the ability basically being like Black Whip, right? Uh, you have Uraka there because Zero Gravity is basically float. Why is Froppy there? So they actually brought Uraka in under the uh, guise that she uses cables now too. So that's kind of like Black mm. Whip. So I think it's uh, yeah, a little yeah. bit of both. And Froppy the same way, she uses her tongue a lot, which is kind of, again, catching things at, uh, at uh, speed. It's kind of why Bakugo is being the shit out of Deku. Is it? Or does Deku have a frog ability coming up, maybe? He's not that frog butt, dude. That's what it does. <laughs> please, I... please don't say Deku and frog butt in the same sentence. <laughs> it's so cursed. I'm not going to acknowledge that. And I know you tried changing the topic off of what me and James talked about. Now I want to change the topic off of what you're talking about. No, I, I I do love All Might's idea though. And I think it might give us ideas of like what future quirks will be maybe after this fight, if everyone kind of survives here of like, Hey, I just want him to be able to control enough so that it doesn't freak out. I don't know what the freak out version of that uh, flow looks like besides that could just go into the fucking moon. Um, but I, I think maybe like, okay, you seem to have a good grasp of this. Here's two more quirks that might freak out at some moment. Um, these are the very basic levels of them, so you don't freak out. So I think maybe that's kind of the way we're being introduced. Like, obviously, they know what the quirks are going to be. So maybe we'll get a cool little training moments here and there of the basics of it. The deck who freaks out and, like, uses in a real way eventually. Um, so I liked all my thought process, but I wouldn't look into a frog ability too much. Frog button. All right. Anything, uh, and the last thing that I kind of want to talk about with Deku that I personally loved, I don't know if there's something you guys jump, but I feel like, I don't feel like I've ever seen Deku mad. I feel like he's always been kind of more submissive. He's always been a little bit more forgiving and wanting to make the most out of everything. 
But this was a completely different side of Deku that we have never seen. Him freaking out, him destroying his body, him with the full goal of destroying Shigaraki and not thinking anything else about the repercussions on himself, the people around him, uh, or kind of the villain in front of him. He's never really had the intention of killing someone until this battle, and I love that. It may have led to Bakugo having to sacrifice himself, which is kind of a flip side of the whole moment, but I love seeing this. This feels like a very shonen protagonist moment that Deku hasn't had until season six, which feels crazy. It's, uh, I think, I think we've seen Deku angry before, but it's always been very, like, like, it, it's been, like, unbridled, you know what I mean? Like, it has been, like, it, it, like, like, complete freak out, no focus, no real, like, conviction. It's just, like, it's, it's, like, a, a kid who's overwhelmed with emotions that doesn't really know what to do with them, and it's just amplified because of his quirk, right? But this is the first time that I think we've seen him, like, like, razor focused on what he's doing, and, like, the thought process is there on top of it while he's beating the shit out of Shigaraki, right? He's actually, like, logically thinking through it, which, again, like, like kind of like you said, we've never seen before. He's never... It's 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 just him losing his shit, and that's really about it, um, and not really thinking for himself. This time, he kind of is. He's still doing his selfish thing, but, like, he's he's actually, like, thinking through, like, okay, I have, like, three hits left, and now my arm's toast sort of thing, right? Yeah, so I... I I, I don't know. Like, um, I, I like the way that you described it of like him being kind of like a kid with his rage before, because he is like whenever I envision Deku being mad, it is the classic anime shonen, just kind of screaming, kind of mad. This he was like seething, like yeah. the, like the tears just coming down his face. He wasn't like yelling really, but like it was like the the anger was just like behind his like behind his actions the entire time. And again, like, it, it, I, it, what moments are you guys talking about when he's been mad in the past? Overhaul is the only one I could somewhat think of, and he had full control and calmness through that. I, I didn't see him as mad during that moment. He wasn't mad against muscular when fighting there. He was very much in control and scared more than anything. Like, I, I can't think of any moments where he's been actually pissed. I'm just, oh God, I can, this is it. I can picture the I, moment I'm going in my through head. kind of arc by arc. Like, he yeah, was never yeah, mad yeah. in the tournament. Well, I, I think it's never been, like, a big point. Like, he's, like, kind of just yelling is the thing, yeah. right? It's, like, it, it, it's the focus isn't on him being mad. And so it's, like, hard to pick out that moment. Okay, fair. Yeah. I just want to say, like, for me, like, I have ne I had never even thought of him even a third or even a fourth of how he was now, too. And I, and I just kind of love seeing that because um, it's not to quite the extent of something like, Hunter x Hunter, where they just completely lose it at the end and stuff kind of like that. But I love that we're starting to see that that break could happen in Deku, which up to this point, it always seems like, nope, he's going to be the next Almighty. He's never going to have any emotional breakdowns. He's just always going to be this good for justice. And this was like, no, he can actually break emotionally. And I think that's something super important to be able to believe and see on screen that I hadn't seen a ton. Oh, we hadn't really seen like at all sort of thing, right? Like his very, very like rarely do we see someone that Bakugo or not Bakugo, sorry, the Deku really cares about, like targeted specifically. Yeah. Um, and like, like, like Aizawa is really like the perfect, like he's the perfect like plot device for this. Obviously, Aizawa's character is far from a plot device, but I mean, this moment here is really like, okay, this is a time for us to show this emotional depth and growth and let's use that and i think i think it was done expertly i think it was it was done super super well and it was really needed for deku to stop feeling super one-dimensional oh shit can we talk about how sick actually though is that just cutting off his own leg was 
Like, I don't yeah. have much else to say about Deku. I completely forgot about Aizawa for a second there. Like, one, Aizawa's gonna... So, one of those two, only one of them could die. And I don't think it's gonna be the one of them. Because, again, I still think Aizawa needs to live on for them to have a chance. But this was what I was saying last week, of where they had to do something to him eventually. Because otherwise, it just begins to protect Aizawa. Um, but... I don't yeah, know. like no hesitation with with the blade, just immediately chops off his own leg. What? It was. It, it seemed like it was something he had planned from the beginning. So, so you can see him actually, like, like bef- as like as the bullet is immediately fired, the, the, he's already drawing. Like he knows. Like which in that uh, that's insane fight IQ. That is that is Aizawa being like peak peak hero. Like it's just oh man. It just it just shows how like. Like he is the Kakashi for this for this series, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that's he he embodies that. It's so sick. Three steps ahead. Yeah, I, I I didn't I didn't expect it to be like that like quick though. Like it was so incredibly quick, just no hesitation, just leg completely yeah. off. Um, and then uh, like the the scene of it like flying away from his body, like in this silhouette, incredibly cool. And we yeah. don't know if it worked yet either, too. Yeah, that would kind of that would kind of suck if he just cut his leg off <laughs> midfield, right? His, because his quirks are working now. Because we kind of saw Aizawa pass out after getting grabbed in the face and cutting off his leg. So Aizawa's kind of out for the fight. So we don't know if that's actually going to work until who knows what. Which which I kind of like him not just seeing like, oh no, this man's literally had his face ripped off and his leg gone. He's still just going to sit there and stare at a guy for twenty more minutes. Like, no, he's done for. Which I did like. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You just can't keep circling back to it, right? So, yeah. all right. I think we have one thing left, and that is going to be a plus ultra reward. Where each and every week we decided one character that went beyond that went plus ultra. Dylan, who do you got for the first nomination for the week? Oh, this is really tough. Um, but I think, think it's Aizawa. I think it's Aizawa. So, because it, I, it's obviously between two people, Bakugo and Aizawa. Bakugo is, I don't know, I, that feels like the right move to do in that situation it feels like i don't know it, it, it feels like he didn't really have to go above and beyond for that but for aizawa being able to recognize that a quirk erasing bullet is coming a literal bullet is coming at you and you have the time to pull out a blade and cut off the part that it hit exactly like just in in a split second that's that's like real plus ultra right there that is going above and beyond that is like insane levels uh obviously they had to nerf him because otherwise he'd probably take on all the villains by himself easy Damn. easy eyes up one win oh like that was just it it's it's like for me it's it's like it's it's him and i and yeah it's it's bakugo and aizawa and i i i got it i gotta give it to bakugo i i am like i am gonna give it to bakugo because it is it is that think or it's that move without thinking yes aizawa did something similar but Bakugo's intervening to save his friend, somebody who they've had the most complicated relationship since season one, and this guy is literally just sacrificing himself for for this guy that he well, at one point told to kill himself. You know what I mean? Like I think that moment there is I think it's like peak plus ultra. So I got I got to give it to Bakugo. So this is a hard choice. I'm going to deflect it with humor and choose Majestic, who saved 20 people from class class 1A and then died. No, I'm kidding. I'm stalling because I really don't know which way I want to go. I think 
this would be like an episode where if we could argue to give it to Biltrum, I think they both deserve it in their own way. I'm going to have to do Bakugo because I'm the main character guy that feels like main character fucking growth. I love it. I love the parallels. I, I love seeing something called back six seasons later. And I know in season, I know we did season one to recap, but I know it would have gave Deku plus Ultra for reacting off of instinct and just doing what his body just tells him to. So I had to give it to Bakugo for the same exact reasoning because it's the same exact thing. Um, and it's going to be a pivotal moment in the battle. Otherwise, if Deku does get hit, this is a completely different story. It's a completely different battle. So Bakugo's moment was just a little bit bigger than I thought it was, unfortunately. But both honorable mention to Majestic, though. Honorable mention to Majestic. <laughs> Honestly, his fit, sick. He looks like... I, uh, I loved him. I want more like, Majestic. Uh, he is fucking dead, though. Yeah, oh, absolutely. No <laughs> shot of him coming back. Yeah. He's Do, not you coming think, back. You think plays, uh plays like, like uh, Zelda? Because he looks he, like exactly like uh buddy from majora's mask those kind of vibes for sure I right like yeah, yeah yeah that is going to be it for this week's episode of custom made podcast thank you so much for tuning in and listening we'll be back next week going through episode 10 the continuation of this battle till then thank you so much for watching and listening and we'll see you all then